Good morning and welcome back to the Let Me Explain podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Seward. It is Friday, October 29th. And man, what a beautiful Friday it is. It's the Friday before Halloween weekend. We all have a fun weekend planned ahead of us. We have a full weekend full of World Series baseball. We have football Sunday on Sunday. We have college football this Saturday. And then we got the NBA and NHL almost every day of the week. Again, this weekend is going to be fun. I hope everyone stays safe. I hope everyone has a great time and enjoys their weekend. Let's get right into the MLB. We got game three tonight. 7-0-9 in Atlanta. Ian Anderson versus Luis Garcia. Series is tied 1-1. They got three games in Atlanta. Three back-to-back-to-back. And this is where the series is going to be won or lost from either side. Uh, Luis Garcia on the bump tonight for the Astros. His last game, five and two-thirds inning pitched, only allowed one hit, zero earned runs, and seven Ks. He was dominant, dominant for Houston his last time out. If he gets that tonight, Houston could be looking at a 2-0 lead, a 2-1 lead heading into game four. We know Garcia's upside is that five and two-thirds, six innings pitched, and just lights out baseball. On the flip side for Atlanta, Ian Anderson who in his last game, he went four innings pitch, three hits, one earned run, and four Ks. So solid outing all, all together from Anderson as well. We know these pitchers can pitch. We know these lineups can hit. Who, who's got the advantage in game three? Well, I'll tell you. I think the Braves have the advantage in game three. Uh, I think that they hit right-handers better than the Houston Astros. They they crush right-handed pitching. Is it is it Freddie Freeman's night tonight? Is tonight the night we really see Freddie Freeman awake? We know what he can do against right-handers. We know what he can do at home at Truist Park. We know he can thrive. Is tonight Freddie Freeman's night? On the flip side for Atlanta, Ozzy Albies will probably bat from the left side against Luis Garcia, usually known as his, as his weaker side. I don't get why he switch hits. He does. I don't understand it. He's better when he bats right-handed with no matter who's pitching. Tonight's going to be a good game, right? Because at one point, we looked at this series and decided that the Braves had by far the better starting pitching. But now, after we get through two games, and Max Fried and Framber Valdez have both basically been shelled, and Jose Curdy threw a good game, I mean, the, the weight is kind of on Anderson's shoulders tonight. I don't know who they're going with game four yet. I don't. I don't. Is it Drew Smiley? Is it? I don't know. Right? So, Ian Anderson needs to get a big win. Needs to get a big win tonight. Uh, without without that, it, it looks kind of bleak for the for the Atlanta Braves. I think that they do need Anderson to give them five tonight. I think they do need the bats to come alive, and it feels almost like a must win for the Braves. It's not. It's not obviously, but it feels that way because with Game Four on the horizon tomorrow, it's hard to gauge who's going to be pitching and what the lineups are going to be doing and. Whatever, what else? Whatever have you you have, right? So, to me, this game and this whole series again is going to come down to the starting pitcher. We know, we both know, we all know that these lineups can hit, and when they get hit, and there's really nothing you can do, except if your starting pitching is on point. Whoever really comes to play tonight out of Garcia or Anderson is going to shift the momentum and maybe shift it just enough to lead their team to a World Series win. I don't know. It's going to be a great game. I'm excited. And again, it's Friday. You're going to get off work. you got the weekend ahead of you. We're on all kinds of sports all weekend long. 
What's better than this, right? What's better than the fall classic on October 29th when it's chilly? You got a fire outside. You click on the TV and baseball's on and you got to listen to Joe Buck for the next three hours. And I mean, does life get better? I, I, I don't believe that it does. Maybe Super Bowl, maybe, right? We're, we're in the prime stage of, of the World Series. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three back-to-back games of the best baseball we're going to see all year. I'm excited. I'm thrilled, honestly. I am thrilled for what we're going to get this weekend. I think it's going to be electric. I think Truist Park is going to be loud and rambunctious and ready to roll and ready to fire off some wins. And Ian Anderson's going to have to come and play. Luis Garcia is going to have to come and play. But the man I'm watching out for tonight is tonight, Freddie Freeman's night. Is he clicked tonight? I hope so. I hope tonight's Freddie Freeman's night. I think it could be. A little slower at the plate this posing. It's still hitting really well. A little slower. If he clicks and gets rolling, he could light up Luis Garcia in a hurry, right? We know Freddie Freeman, former MVP just last year. We know his potential. There's a lot of pieces that need to need to come together for either of these teams to win, right? It's going to be fun. I'm excited. I really am. I got to work today. I know as most of you probably do. And I just want work to be over. I just want to get to game three. I'm, I'm ecstatic for what we're going to get tonight. I, I can't even really put it into words. Let's move on to the NFL. Last night, we had Thursday night football. And man, them Packers knocked off the unbeaten Arizona Cardinals in Arizona, 24-21. Rodgers went 22 for 37, 184, two touchdowns. Kyler Murray, 22 for 33, 274 yards, two interceptions. Uh, James Conner and Chase Edmonds both combined for three touchdowns. Randall Cobb had two touchdowns. It was kind of an ugly game. No Devontae Adams. DeAndre Hopkins came into this game limited. No J.J. Watt. A lot of players on the Packers side that were hurt. It just felt like an ugly Thursday night game, and, and it kind of was. It was close. It was intense down to the wire there before Kyler threw a, a misleading interception that just looks ugly uh, with 12 seconds left in the in the end zone with a chance to win it. But, man, them Packers, they might be legit. I mean, Aaron Jones, 15 carries, 59 yards, seven catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. He was doing it all for Green Bay tonight. They managed to get him the ball every chance they got. A.J. Dillon had a bunch of carries as well. Again, they planned on running the ball. With no Alan Lazard, no Devontae Adams, they ran the ball effectively tonight, and it helped them win this game. As you saw, Aaron Rodgers only had 184 passing yards. He did not stretch the field. He did not do Aaron Rodgers-level things, and he didn't need to, right? Packers are hot, right? Are they proving that that week one loss, that bad loss to New Orleans, was it just an insane anomaly? Anomaly? I cannot speak. Anomaly? I think it was. I think they're good. Their defense, I had questions about. But after seeing the pressure they caused Kyler Murray, and we'll get to Kyler Murray in a minute, the pressure they caused Kyler Murray last night was phenomenal. I thought they had him under duress almost all game. Uh, their secondary played decently well. We all saw the DeAndre Hopkins play where he kind of head faked him and went by him and burned off a 55-yard play or whatever whatever have you that would set the Cardinals up to future score. But besides that, I mean, you take that, you take that one play away out of Kyler's stats and he went 21 for 32 with 220, 219 yards, 219 yards. So it was not an effective night from what many had assumed was the front runner for MVP in Kyler Murray, was not a great night. 
Uh, was a little rough on the accuracy. Completed only 67% of his passes. A little, It's still high, but nothing of high volume. No high volume throws. No high percentage plays or long shots or big bombs. Besides the Hopkins one. But man, I think the Packers we got to watch out for now. With Devontae Adams, of course, and Aaron Rodgers, of course, they're going to be good. But the question I have is how good? Are they Super Bowl contending good? Like, are either of these teams? Like, I question it. Are either of these teams? I don't think either of these teams are as good as Tampa Bay. I also don't think either of these teams are really as good as L.A. And I know the Arizona Cardinals beat L.A. But I'm still not convinced. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm still not convinced that the Arizona Cardinals are better than the Rams. I think the Rams have enough. I think they have more difference makers on both sides of the ball. And Byron Murphy Jr. for the Cardinals is playing outstanding football. But he's not a Jalen Ramsey. Right? Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt before he got hurt were playing great. But they're no Aaron Donald. Right? And you could say the same, well, Cooper Cup's not a DeAndre Hopkins. And you're right. He's not. He's not. Robert Woods is better than Christian Kirk and A.J. Green, though. Tyler Higby is better than Zach Ertz. Right? Daryl Henderson's better than both James Conner and Chase Edmonds. I don't know. I like LA a little more than Arizona still. I'm still not there with Arizona. And maybe it's because they've already exceeded my expectations. So maybe I just it's hard for me to change my expectations higher than what they really were, especially this high as a Super Bowl contender. Could they definitely do it? Absolutely. Do I see it happening with either of these teams this year? I personally do not. I personally do not. I just don't think they either of them have enough. I think they both need a little more. And the, and the Cardinals offense can roll. But last night, when DeAndre Hopkins did leave for a while, Kyler did not look that good. He did not look that good. And that, that worries me. Cause, because if they become dependent on DeAndre Hopkins, how ugly do things get in that offense, right? How ugly could they get without Kyler Murray or without DeAndre Hopkins, Right? How ugly could Arizona's offense be? I'm just not sold that they're an uber-efficient offense that can time-manage, can score big possessions. I'm just not there. I'm not there. And I know after, oh, well, they're 7-1, Matt. It's recency bias. You just witnessed a loss. It's why you're not there. You could be right. You could be right. But I'm here telling you today how I feel about the Cardinals. I did not like what I saw last night, and I'm not sold. Yes. Could they be super super Bowl contenders? Yes. In the eyes of many, are they? Yes. I personally am not sold that they can win a Super Bowl this year. Tell me. I want to see more. Maybe if they go 10-1. I don't know. I guess 7-1 is not good enough in my book. I don't know. Uh, Green Bay, though, at 7-1 and one now. And again, they're on fire. And right anytime you have Aaron Rodgers, you can make a push for a Super Bowl. But is this one of those years they fall short in the NFC Championship game again? Don't let it be another year like that. We've known time and time again they needed wide receivers. They needed defensive backs. They needed linebackers. They got Eric Stokes last year in the draft. He's been okay. But outside of that, Amari Rodgers barely plays. And this team isn't all that different from last year. It really isn't. So... I mean, A.J. Dillon's getting more work than last year. I mean, I guess that's a fair that's a fair thing to to think is going to give them an uptick, but it's not enough. A.J. Dillon's not enough to lead the Packers to 
of changing scenery instead of losing in the NFC Championship game to winning it. Maybe they just need to win it. I don't know. The NFC is wild. Again, you got Tampa Bay, LA, Arizona, Green Bay. New Orleans is starting to rev up. There's some good teams in the NFC. Dallas. Dallas is really good. Right? So I don't know. I don't know where to stand on both these teams quite yet. I think they both hold that upside of Super Bowl upside. I just don't think that I'm sold that they could absolutely win one. And that's where we'll stick it. Moving on to the NBA. Both surrendered their first loss last night to New York. Both both of these teams now sit at 4-1. A uh, good win from New York. I mean, all in all, they're 4-1. They opened up the season probably as best as anyone would have hoped. Beat the Bulls in Chicago. It's a good win. It's a good win for the Knicks. And again, it's early in the NBA. We're not taking these into account that the Knicks are all automatically better than the Bulls. But it's a good win for the Knicks. Warriors lost an OT last night to Memphis. Probably a game the Warriors should have won. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I didn't see how they would have lost that, but they did. They'll move on and regroup, and they're still one of the better teams in the NBA. Uh, tonight we got Hornets versus Miami. Can the Hornets stay hot? We know they open up the season good. We know they look good with Lamelo Ball and all their young pieces. Can they stay hot against a good Miami team that plays good defense? It's going to be interesting to see. I hope they can. They're fun to watch. The Charlotte Hornets are fun to watch. So I'm excited. I I hope the Hornets can stay hot. Good game against Miami tonight. Lakers, can they get back on track? They play the Cavaliers tonight. You better beat the Cavaliers. We'll give you the OKC loss, whatever. You better beat the Cavaliers, LA. Or we'll really have some serious things to talk about on Monday morning. Right? Because you got to win. You have to win the games you're supposed to win. And you definitely can't lose two games in a row to the games you were supposed to win. We can forgive a loss. We can forgive one loss. We I don't know if we can forgive back-to-back losses to bad teams. Figure it out, LA. Figure it out. Moving on to the NHL. Coyotes remain winless. They lost last night to Tampa. Can't buy a win if you're in Arizona. Sorry to hear that. Same goes for the Suns. Arizona and the Cardinals. Bad night for Arizona fans. Move on. Hurricanes remain unbeaten. With a 3-0 win over Boston last night. Hurricanes on fire. On fire. They remain unbeaten. Blues lost first game last night to the Colorado Avalanche. Just got outplayed. Firmly as a guy can say it, he got outplayed, outshot, big time. Made a little push there at the end. Not enough. Lost 4-3. How long can Carolina remain unbeaten, though? Let's, 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 Let's dip our toes into that for a second. Because their next three games... All look like wins. They could they could realistically push this thing all the way to mid next week next weekend. They have Chicago, Arizona, Chicago, two teams that are just terrible. They get Chicago twice. Can they win three more in a row? Can Carolina continue to just pop off wins at the beginning of the season? I like to see it. Same goes. Same can be said for Florida. Their next three games: Detroit, Boston, and Washington. A little tougher than the Hurricanes' next three. Can Florida find a way to get through these three games untouched? With three wins. I don't know. Both these teams are very interesting to me. Because Florida, as we all know now, uh, head coach Joel Quinvel Quinvel resigned on Thursday amid the Blackhawks sexual abuse case. Not good for Florida. And I know, well, you don't want to have that kind of guy in your locker room. I get it. But, again, you just lost your head coach. This was a guy all offseason that you were 
learning from and learning how he plays and what he wants you to do and how here's some plays he's he drawn up. Like, what do you do from here? Is that going to tamper with the the seven and zero start from Florida, or is they going to are they going to use that as a fire as fire to go out there and continue to win? It'll be interesting to watch. Personally, I think Carolina is going to remain unbeaten a little longer than Florida. Again, who knows, right? Anything can happen in hockey. Uh, some more news: Nikita Kucherov out eight to ten weeks. Uh, they're they're about two about two months, two and a half months outside of his return. Uh, Drew Doughty out eight weeks, two months for him as well. Again, just some major injuries from for some teams. Uh, Sean Walker alongside Drew Doughty. Sean Walker in LA is actually out for season. What does Tampa Bay do without Kucherov? Right? Are they as good? Probably not as good, but they're still good. Like a Kucherov to a normal team, if you were to get hurt for a normal team, and I'm not calling Tampa a normal team. That's not going to happen. If Kucherov was on a mediocre team and he got hurt, the loss would be felt around the world. On Tampa Bay, does it hurt? Sure. Is it detrimental to their season? Absolutely not. Tampa's good. And the fact that they can lose what most would assume is their best player, Nikita Kucherov, and still be really good at hockey... Is a scary sight to behold. So they'll be all right. I think they'll be okay once he comes back. He'll get his, get his grooves before the playoffs, and he'll be ready to roll. And Tampa will be ready to roll into the playoffs. We all know this, right? So tonight we got MLB World Series Game Three. Andy Anderson, Luis Garcia, who comes out and gives Atlanta? I mean, gives their team a big Game Three win. Is it Anderson? Is it Garcia? We know the Braves hit the righties well. Can Garcia manage around that? Is it Freddie Freeman tonight? I'm going to go Braves 6, Astros 4. We had the Packers beat the Cardinals last night on Thursday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones found a way to get it done. They moved to 7-1, seven, seven straight wins. Uh, the Bulls lost their first game last night. Knicks and Bulls both 4-1. and one. Warriors lost to Memphis. Can they stay hot? Can the Hornets stay hot against Miami? Big game tonight. Can Lakers get back on track with a win against Cleveland tonight? We'll see. Lakers, you need to win. <clears throat> Excuse me. NHL. Coyotes remain winless. Hurricanes remain unbeaten. Blues lost first game. And tonight we move on, right? So, as always, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I will be back on Monday uh, to recap all the weekend sports. We're going to have a lot to talk about on Monday, so be prepared. We're going to have a lot of lot to... Co- oh, it's going to be a lot to catch up on. Um... I might have something special coming tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure. We'll see how it goes. I do kind of want to do a week week 8 breakdown for you guys. So I will probably have one out tomorrow. It'll probably be a shorter episode just breaking down the games for Sunday's football. And then we'll move and wait for Monday after after all three of the game, game World Series are over. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I hope you guys enjoy your Friday. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Have a great Halloween. Be safe. Enjoy some sports. It's a great weekend for sports. This might be one of the best weekends in all all year of sports. So enjoy it. Hang out with family. Hang out with friends. Be safe. And have a great weekend. I will catch you guys tomorrow. Have a great one. Peace. Mm-hmm.